0: It's four o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor at Calvary here in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome everyone listening on Grace FM Colorado and to everyone listening to the Hope FM radio network on the East Coast. We're glad that you've joined us. And yes, uh, it is me, my voice. I'm here and I'm back. I was away uh, for a short season as uh, Marie and I uh, always get away uh, in around April if we can for our anniversary and to develop our marriage. Uh, and just reconnect uh, and and it was great i 'm glad but i 'm glad to be back um, just knowing what um, what the Lord is doing what knowing uh, what he wants to do and how he wants to accomplish his will in our lives but it's so good to be back and so good to be uh, back serving uh, and a part of this particular ministry known as Calvary Live. So this is the show where we take your calls and your questions. If you're just tuning in for the first time, there's two ways that you can get your question to us. One is by coming on the air with us. And by to do that, you call us at 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And the other way that you can get your question on the air. If we have time or we need to fill time we use a dedicated texting line where you can text us from your phone and the texting line is 720 Now 336 897 720-336-0897 I did that from memory so I hope that's the right texting number. I just did that from memory. Um, So give me a call. If that's not the right texting number, you will find out uh, soon enough because there won't be any response. So uh, give me a call, 303-690-3000. I see the phone lines are starting to light up, and I want to, while we're waiting for our next caller, our lines to start, let's read today's devotional uh, from Charles Spurgeon in a devotional called Beside Still Waters. Uh, It is a devotional that I've been using for the last four years, uh, and it's entitled, Besides Still Waters, Words of Comfort for the Soul. And it is a collection of daily devotionals on encouragement and to strengthen the weary brother or sister, uh, primarily for grief-related issues, but not exclusively. There are other things that he talks about and is... uh, this is such a great encouragement, uh, reminding us of the sovereignty of God and the purpose of God in our lives. Uh, the scripture for today's devotion is Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8. Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. The title of today's devotion is Looking to the End. Looking to the End. And here we go. The world lives for the present. The Christian lives for the future. You must have the cross, or you will not receive the crown of glory, first Peter five four. You must wade through the mire, or you'll never walk the golden pavement, Revelation twenty one twenty one. Cheer up, Christian. Let this truth encourage you. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. See that creeping, contemptible worm that you want to sweep away? That is the beginning. See the insect with the gorgeous wings playing in the sunbeams and sipping at the flower bells? It is full of happiness and life. That is the end. That worm, that caterpillar, that maggot is you. You are to be content with with that until you're wrapped in death. You cannot tell what will be like after death. All we know is this. We are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. See what? See that rough diamond on the jeweler's wheel? Carefully it is turned and cut on all sides, and it loses much that seems costly. Do you see it now? A glittering ray flows from the greatly cut diamond. Christian, compare yourself to such a diamond. You are one of God's jewels, and this is the time of cutting. You must endure it. So be of good courage. Through faith and patience inherit the promises, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels. Malachi 3, 17. 303 and I was correct, the texting number is devoted simply to texting seven two oh three three six zero eight nine seven. Just go right to the phone lines. We're gonna to go to line two is Bianca. Bianca's calling How from Aurora. How are you
1: doing, Pastor Ed?
0: I'm doing well, Bianca. The call screener says that you have a word of exhortation for someone.
1: Yes, I do. I was actually meditating on this whole section of First Samuel three, I believe, or maybe two and three when Eli wasn't really hearing the voice of the Lord, and I just sense that there is someone out there, or maybe several people, I don't know, but the Lord has clearly been telling you to do something, and you have failed to do so for whatever reason, whether it's because Maybe you're expecting the Lord to speak in some thundering voice, you must do this, or or maybe you're just expecting to speak to you some other way when maybe he's just been speaking to you through that still small voice or mm-hmm. maybe a scripture and... Maybe you don't realize it's the Lord speaking to you, and so you've just hardened your heart, and you have clearly not been obedient to Him. So if that's you, I encourage you to don't put it off any longer, because you know it's the Lord speaking to you, and and just stop putting it off. Yes.
0: Well, thank you so much. I pray that the Lord uses his word, prophetically spoken through you, to to hit the person uh, that needs to hear it.
1: All right. Thanks so lot. And if that's you, I hope I can hear from you. And if not, just be obedient to the Lord.
0: That's right. Be obedient to the Lord. Thank you, Bianca. Bye. Bye-bye. I was... Th- thinking of that before she mentioned it that still small voice it reminded me of first kings chapter 19 verse 11 god tells uh, elijah go out and stand before me on the mountain the lord told him and as elijah stood there the lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain it was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose but the lord was not in the wind after the wind there was an earthquake but the lord was not in the earthquake And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. Or in the New, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. uh, The New King James and the Old King James says a still small voice. Uh, Here in New Living, it says a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets, and I alone am left, and now they're trying to kill me too. And it was the Lord speaking to him in a soft, still, small voice, in a gentle whisper. Uh, I'm reminded as well of Mary and Martha, the sisters that we have recorded for us serving Jesus. Uh, They were visited by Jesus in their home, And the Bible tells us that Martha was very busy uh, cooking and and taking care of things in the kitchen, while Mary, she chose the better part, Jesus says, by sitting at his feet. And I remember years ago studying through that section of Scripture and thinking of the proximity of Mary and Martha. They were both doing a good work, although the motives behind Martha, Jesus says, she was busy about many things. uh, So there was a lot going on in her mind. Uh, And she was in proximity, farther away from Jesus than Mary. And Mary had quieted her spirit to the point where she sat at Jesus' feet and she was close enough to hear Jesus even whisper to her if he so chose. If Jesus was whispering, Martha would have never heard that still small voice in the kitchen because of the busyness of her life. It's not that what she was doing was wrong. I mean, cooking a meal and expressing hospitality was a, a... Characteristic of of God following person. it's not that she was in sin by being in the kitchen serving it was the it was everything behind that, the difficulty behind that and where her mind was and the busyness of it all, but Mary, she chose that 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 good part, Jesus said, and she's there close enough and quiet enough to hear even Jesus whisper if he so choose. So I hope that that, that word really ministers to your heart uh, and and encouraged you. 303-690-3000. Before I get to the next phone call, I just got a quick texting question. My sister's pastor says that Christians can be possessed by demons. Is that possible? I believe the Bible teaches that Christians cannot be possessed by demons, but they can be oppressed. They can be oppressed outwardly, but not possessed inwardly inwardly uh, and and that's a very important distinction because when a person is born again when God saves a person he gives that person you and me the fullness of his holy spirit to dwell inside of us making no room whatsoever for the life of the believer to share space with the devil and that that's important how can light have fellowship with darkness uh, and that there's a there's a fill a filling in your life now of the very presence of God um that the Lord has given to you as a new believer and I don't believe that believers can be demon possessed. Uh although that is one of those debates that goes on in the church today and and good believers have views on both sides of the topic. Uh, I just happen to believe that the spiritual warfare that happens to a believer Uh, when in the realm of the demonic is external and the spiritual warfare that exists internally is in the mind and in the will and in the actions of the believer that a demon cannot possess a believer, take possession and, and fill a believer to, to use them for the uh, works of darkness it's the, the person that is, the believer that's being used for the works of darkness is fully responsible because they're quenching and grieving the Holy Spirit as they make bad decisions. 303 690 is the number. Let's go on to our next phone call. It's n- line number one is Michael calling from Greeley, Colorado. Michael, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you. Um, I just have some. I I just want to um tell anyone that's um on the radio or something. Um, I have a um kind of problem like telling my mom's like to like I disrespectful to my mother and dad. Well, basically, I'm living with my uncle and my um grandma. Basically, they're okay. like my dad and mother to me or something. But um, I always speak, I not really talk disrespectful to my um uh, uncle, really, um, but I'm kind of a little bit always disrespectful when we do schoolwork with my um, grandma, and okay. well, I just wanted to be on here so I could have some help and stuff.
0: Okay. Are you a believer, Michael? Do you go to church?
2: Um, I go to church on the weekends with my grandpa because um, well, basically my grandma doesn't really go to church because we can't find a really good one um, but okay. Basically, basically, um, we went to a church a long time ago, but it took so long and stuff. And well, okay.
0: uh, well, let me is- let me ask the question differently because it's really not it's really not the church part of your life that's that's most important. Although it is important, the most important part is: Have you? How, first of all, how old are you, Michael?
2: Um, nine.
0: Okay, as a nine year old, you completely can understand that Jesus Christ died for your sins, right?
2: Yeah, I read the Bible.
0: And you're a sinner. Okay, do you believe that you're a sinner?
2: Yeah, everybody's sinners.
0: Right, we all are, and, and some of us more than others. And so Jesus Christ died for sin, and that if you turn away from your sin and you repent, and you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins, have you ever done that?
2: Um, Yeah, with my mom, I think.
0: With your mom, yeah. good. So, are you? So, when I ask you the question as a nine-year-old, do you have a relationship with God? Do you believe you have a real relationship with God by faith in Jesus Christ?
2: Um, I, I really don't know, really.
0: Okay, because that's the most important part of your question. The most important part of your question is, is some of these things are coming out in your life, and the difficulties in your family, and the difficulties in how you're behaving, and, and even this place of disrespecting, disrespectful behavior uh, and all of that, that, that those, are all, those are all part of signs in your life that you're not walking in unity with God. Like you're not walking, you're not living your life in a way that pleases God. And if you're an unbeliever, if that's what we are, and today we're going to pray, if you agree, we're going to pray so that you can hang up with the confidence that God has saved you. Uh, and then we'll even send you. We'll get you. I'll have them uh, with permission. Whoever is the adult. Is the adult with you right now?
2: Um. Yeah. Well, she's upstairs and I'm downstairs. I think she's listening to the radio right now.
0: Okay, good. So what's What's her name? What's her first name?
2: Uh, Linda McDonald.
0: Okay, Linda, I just want to let you know, as soon as I'm done with Michael, I'm going to put him on hold, and then I want you to get the phone so that you can give us... Uh, the, your address, and we'll send you a little new believer guide that we did just for kids. It's perfect. This is a perfect time uh, to to announce it. We have this brand new illustrated coloring book that we developed, and Micah and Michael, our pastor, put together uh, for new believers. Okay, so back to you, Michael. Okay. It's important um... that you it's important that you repent of your sins, Michael. That you you say, God, I'm sorry for being disrespectful. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to live a way that makes you unhappy, God. I want to live my life to please you, and I need your help. And I'm asking you, God, to forgive me of my sins and save my soul. Is that something you want to do? Yeah. Okay. Then with us, with a genuine heart, talking to God, not to the radio audience and not to me, you're talking to God. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me, Okay. Okay. Okay, dear God. Dear God. I admit to you that I'm a sinner.
2: I admit to you that I'm a sinner.
0: And I'm sorry for committing all these sins against you.
2: And I'm sorry for committing all these sins against you.
0: I ask you to forgive me of my sin.
2: I ask you for for to give me for my sins.
0: By the blood of Jesus Christ.
2: By the blood of Jesus Christ.
0: And I dedicate my life to live for you.
2: I dedicate my life to live for you.
0: Starting today.
2: Starting today.
0: In Jesus' name.
2: Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, Michael, you made a really important decision and you followed it up by confessing mm-hmm. it with your mouth that you love God and you want you want his forgiveness. And and he promises to give you forgiveness, whether you're nine years old or whether you're 90 years old. God is a forgiving God. And he wants to help you grow in who, who he is and understanding who he is. And, and so I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask you to go on hold in a second, and then Linda's going to get the phone, and I'm going to send you a special gift that we just finished uh, that's going to help you understand, with the help of Linda, how to follow God. Okay. Secondly, with your grandpa, there is a great church in Greeley. It's called Calvary Chapel Greeley. And my good friend, Jeff, is the pastor there. And I think it would be worth your time if you guys would choose to visit that church. And it has a great ministry for kids just like you to help grow you and teach you the Bible and help put into your heart and mind the truth of God so that the Holy Spirit can help you be respectful to your family because that's what he wants. And and I know that's what you want, otherwise you wouldn't have called. Yeah. And I know that sometimes you might experience mom and dad or grandma and grandpa or even your uncle getting frustrated with you or getting upset with you, and you probably get upset too because, you know, when you're not respectful, it, it, it makes a lot of tension and a lot of difficulty, but even when there's tension and difficulty and even when you feel like, you know, when you're getting disciplined or you might feel like they don't love you, I want you to know that your grandma and grandpa, they love you very much.
2: Yeah, I never I never like really around my grandpa because they kind of live in Eaton and well, okay. you know what? I want to tell you something. Um Rich McDonald, I mean Rich Friendly and Nicole Hinderleiter um are my real parents. Um they okay. got divorced. I don't really know. They got they broke up. And I remember um that we went to grandpa's old place and then there's cops everywhere.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. That's a hard thing to see with your parents. That's um that's not a good thing, and, and I'm glad at this young age you're 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 asking for help, and I'm glad that you have a grandma in your life that's asking. And I'm just going to hope, Linda, as you're listening, please take Michael to Calvary Chapel Greeley this weekend. Uh, it'll be good for you as well, uh, because God wants to work in this marriage, in this in this excuse me in this family situation, and one of the places you're going to find the kind of help and encouragement that you need is in a church family. So try Calvary Chapel Greeley, okay? Okay. Okay, don't hang up because we're going to get your information from your grandma and we're going to send you this new believer coloring book that we just finished. And it's free. There's no charge at all. We're just going to send it to you in the mail. Okay. All right, so call out for your grandma and we're going to put you on hold. Can you guys put them on hold, please? Um, This is Calvary Live. And I mean, if if this is the only reason why we would have the show is to talk to little Michael uh, and lead him in a prayer toward Jesus... Now I want to speak to some right now that are listening, that are skeptical, or that are critical, or that say the sinner's prayer. Why are you leading him in the sinner's prayer? Or like instead of rejoicing, and I believe I just feel like a, I feel like the Lord is ministering through me right now to you, that you're just critical, and I can't believe he, you're leading this kid in the sinner's prayer. And how do you know if he's saved or not? And listen, if you would please listen to my heart. Jesus said to suffer the little children to come unto me. And and we don't want to put a stumbling block before anyone, young or old, that has a desire to get their life right with God and has a desire to confess. I mean, you listen to his precious words, confessing with his own mouth that he's a sinner. And even when I ask him, he's like, man, we're all sinners at nine years old. You're you parents too. I want to speak to you. Uh, in a different line, you parents, your nine-year-olds are ready to hear the gospel. Your eight-year-olds are ready to hear the gospel. Your seven-year-olds, your five-year-olds are ready to hear the gospel. Give it to them. Talk to them about the love of God. Talk to them about the forgiveness of God. And God has used, you know, maybe his grandma made him call. You know, maybe that's what happened. Okay. Maybe he was listening to the radio and he took the number and he called himself. Great. And you go, well, how could you lead him in the sinner's prayer and tell him that he's saved? Well, I, I tell you the scripture that that I use in my life. And, and listen, I, let me just be clear. Uh, the sinner's prayer doesn't save anybody. And saying words out of your mouth doesn't save anybody. Or in the context of our church services, an altar call doesn't save anybody. Asking someone to stand up in response doesn't save anybody. Asking someone to raise up their hand doesn't save anybody. Being in a church doesn't save anybody. Only God saves. But he uses so many different ways to draw out faith and confession of sin and repentance of sin. A person that is convicted by the Holy Spirit. And and we can't narrowly define conviction. We don't know exactly all of the ways that God brings conviction. We think of conviction as always some heavy-heartedness, but it's not. I think of the message that Peter preached after the day of Pentecost. What must we do to be saved was the response. I think of the man that, that their friends brought them to Jesus and broke through the roof and dropped them down in front of him. He, he didn't even want to be there. At least it's not recorded and yet Jesus forgave him and healed him. Oh. And here's the verse that, that the Lord really impresses upon me as a pastor to give an opportunity for an open commitment. Um, and I realize that the sinner's prayer doesn't save anyone. But confessing your sin, confessing the belief that's in your heart is biblical. Verse 9 of Romans chapter 10 Paul writes, if we, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. It's not the elect alone. It's not just a certain group of people, although we know that those that respond to the gospel are elect, but the gospel is to whoever Everyone's in a place of non-election in today. They're, they're living life in rebellion against God, those that are unbelievers. And we don't know who God is going to save. We're, just gonna, we're fishermen. We don't know what fish are going to be caught. But we're going to throw out the net and we're going to call for a public acknowledgement. And then we're, if a person says they're a believer, we're going to treat them that way and hold them accountable. And if a person says they're a believer and acts like an unbeliever, then we're going to treat them like an unbeliever and bring them to account. So pray for little Michael. Pray that what we experienced today was real, was truly a nine-year-old confessing his sin, and as a, as a result, God brings new life into his little life that he's now born again and we got to be a part of it. So to the skeptical, be careful. Uh, To the cynical, be careful. To the critical, be careful. And be open to the Holy Spirit. You know, the most strong words that Jesus shares throughout his recorded ministry are to the religious, elite, the critical, the cynical, and those that were misrepresenting God. And Lord, just help us. Help us as pastors and leaders. No matter what strain of doctrine we hold to, whether we are uh, Reformed, or we're Charismatic, or we're Evangelical, or we're Baptist, or non-denominational, whatever it might be, Lutheran, Presbyterian, any of the streams of Christianity uh, that unfortunately some of our smaller Uh, differences have divided us. But Lord, we don't want to be divided. And wherever we're serving you, may you help us to represent you well, to be open and flexible to a true work of your Holy Spirit. And, And for those that are more inclined to cynicism and skepticism and criticism, replace that with love, mercy, and grace. Make us men and women filled with love, mercy, and grace, and to be encouraged with little Michael and the kids and the people that do respond. We recognize and acknowledge to you, Lord. We know that not everyone prays that prayer is saved. They're just going through the motions. But man, we want them to be saved. We desire them to be saved. We want you to work in their lives, and we plead for the souls of men and women at your throne room of grace today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we're coming up on the first and only break of our show today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora. On our website, pretty soon, we're going to have posted this new believer resource that I just mentioned. It's a coloring book, uh, and it is a kids' coloring book just for new believers. We have the Romans Road for kids. That's how to read, lead a child to the Lord. Uh, I'll give you all that information on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live on Grace FM and Hope FM. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, and yes, yes, it has been a couple weeks since I had the privilege of hosting the show. We had a lot of great guest hosts come in, pastors from around here in Colorado, and we are back on schedule and I'm back. I was away as I do every year. um, I use some of my vacation time uh, that's allotted to me here uh, at the church and I invest in my marriage uh, to celebrate our anniversary. And this year uh, we celebrate, Marie and I, 28 years of marriage by the grace of God. uh, And it it hasn't always been good. Uh, It hasn't always been um, as good as it is now. Uh, it's been through many trials and tribulations uh, that we are uh, growing together as a marriage, like any other marriage, but, uh, and, and we've had some significant trials. Um, I was I was shocked recently to hear a statistic on marriages that experience a loss of a child. And uh, so many of you know uh, it was about this time last year. I mean, it's going to be at the end of the month, but uh, about this time last year that, that my son, uh, Eddie, uh, passed away at the age of 26. And um, Marie and I and my son, Josh, and my daughter as well endured this as well as Eddie's wife and his son, Levi, uh, and so many other people that were connected to him. He's such a beautiful, um, a wonderful young man that we all miss greatly. And he is in the presence of the Lord right now, uh, enjoying him. Uh, but the statistic that I was recently uh, came across was that most marriages, 29% of marriages, only 29% of marriages survive the loss of a child. And there's a lot of that statistic that I understand, uh, that I can grasp. Um, although Marie and I are still together and we love each other and we're probably stronger than we were, um, I know some of you uh, listening either know someone or even in yourself. Uh, is are part of that twenty nine percent and I'm just so sorry on top of losing a child then you also lose uh, your marriage um, it's just it's devastating it's debilitating the kind of things that uh, we have to endure here on earth um, and some things are just debilitating like the loss of a child so appreciate your prayers and appreciate your ministry to your neighbor to your friends that you know somebody maybe that has experienced a great loss you just understand even you even if you 've never experienced it. You don't have to experience someone else's pain in order to serve them well, and in, in order to express love to them. Um, we're, we're redoing my blog right now, my website, um, but when it goes back on the line, um, edtaylor.org, org, uh, that we're posting things on the topic of grief, and you can just search through the topic of grief and and find different tools uh, that would help you in ministering to people that are grieving, uh, and. And so at any rate, we're it's good to be back, good to be serving the Lord, uh, good to be doing what God's called me to do, uh, be back with our ministry team and getting ready to celebrate all of our servants this weekend, which is always a high time uh, in our church, it's just a great party that we throw uh, for the servants of our church this Sunday, so we're looking forward to that and and just all the new freshness that God is doing in our city through many churches, uh, many churches, some associated with Calvary, others uh, Associated with different denominations, different non denominations. I'm, I'm excited about what God's doing in our city. Um, so many men uh, and and their wives and their ministry teams wanting to serve the Lord. And I know it's happening around the country, not just here in Colorado uh, and you guys on the East Coast. Uh, just God is using uh, your church and, and your churches and your community in these last days. And I am referring to true churches, you know, churches that love Jesus and believe uh, that that he's the son of God and he died and rose again and believe that he was born of a virgin and you know those that that hold to the essential cardinal doctrines uh, that are preaching the gospel and have a heart for their community God bless you run with the vision that the Lord has given to you run with the vision that God has entrusted to you and be used in a in a wonderful way um, to to reach the lost and disciple the saved in these last days 303-690-3000 is the number my name is Ed Taylor I'm the pastor here at Calvary in Aurora let's get back to the phone lines we have I think it's Mara calling from Maryland is it Mara? it's Laura Laura okay Laura (laughs) uh, welcome welcome to the program
3: thank you and I just I, I wanted to first say I'm really sorry to hear about the loss of your son um thank you um yeah and what a blessing that, um, how you share that so openly, and I, I feel that the depths of your sorrow. Um, uh, thank I re- you. I, uh, recently lost my mom in uh, December, uh, so when you were speaking to grief, that was, um, speaking to my heart, um, I was her caregiver for about eight years.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a large loss.
3: Um, and... You also began the program, I think, talking about wisdom. And um, I'm just at a loss right now in my life. Um, Because, no, I'm I'm sorry. Um, I'm about 50 years old and um, never been married, no children, no uh, tenure at employment. And, um, I'm probably going to lose the employment I have now. And, um, I just need his help.
0: Okay. Are you Are you involved at all in a community of believers there?
3: Yes. I've been uh, attending a Baptist church.
0: Okay. Have you been able to develop any relationships?
3: Yes. Um... Thankfully, I do
0: have a good female friend
3: who's been good walking with me. Yeah. And
0: the reason I ask that is that sometimes in these hard seasons of our lives, you know, the Bible says that as iron sharpens iron, and that there's a need for there's a need and, and a great help when. God brings someone into our lives that we have friends uh, that can help, or you know. And I, well, I don't, I don't necessarily, because I know some people might be listening in and go, "Well, I don't have any friends." I, I don't necessarily mean that that's the solution. I'm, I'm just walking, starting down a path to say that that's a good start to have people in your life that can encourage you, uh, to have people in your life that can speak the word to you. And and if you were to answer, you know, I don't really have many relationships, then I would have asked you uh, to call your church and ask to start to have an appointment with one of the female counselors there that can open up the Bible with you and begin to, to pour into you, even if it's just by way of reminder, the truths of God's word. Because as I hear you, uh, and I, 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 you know, I've been serving the Lord for 20 plus years, I have the privilege of pastoring a church and serving in a leadership capacity, uh, which means that God has entrusted to me a, a lot uh, and it doesn't make, mean I'm, I'm a better believer than anybody it just means i have more responsibility within his church and 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 i as i listen to you i hear in your voice things that i felt myself the this, the that faith is starting to fade away
1: I'm, right. I'm
0: i'm beginning to not believe the way that i used to believe it's an attack on my mind and you're beginning yeah. to to find that man i could trust god and i i was trusting god even even all the eight years I was serving my mom, um, I was trusting you with her God, I was trusting you, and then I had to endure and i 'm enduring now the loss of my mom i don 't even have mom to talk to anymore and i see I realize what a big loss that is because with my son uh, a year before my son passed, my dad passed away, and then two mm-hmm. years after he passed, my mom did and oh. and it was just I remember the first time with my dad I remember I used to call him every Wednesday night he lived in California and yeah. I used to call him every Wednesday night on my way home from church and just catch up with him and find out what's going on. And he usually had some Bible questions and just catching up on life as he was in his twilight years. And I remember the first time on my way home from Wednesday uh, after he passed when I picked up my phone and I almost dialed. And I remember, man, I can't call my dad. Yeah you know i can't i can't call my dad he's not here anymore and you know i had to turn that call into a prayer to god and and uh and and so that's a real loss that that's on top of other things with the circumstances that are going on in your life and 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 so that waning of faith reminds me that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and our faith is going to be strengthened as either or you know, we could do both. Our faith is going to be strengthened as we turn our attention to the Word of God. We begin to read it or somebody opens it up to us and begins to explain it to us in our own situation because we could become very myopic in our view of life when we're under great stress. And yeah. the f- fact that you have a sister in your life, when there's when there's a, a friend or a coworker, or or a husband or a wife or even a child, you know, family member— The burden is always lighter when two people are carrying it than one. And shared burdens help us get through these tough times. I was thinking even last night we were sharing these scriptures in Psalm 119, verse 50. says, Mm. this is my comfort in my affliction. Your word has given me life. Mm. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, uh, that's the verse I quoted. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and and that's that's the place where you gain enough strength uh, in your life to take the next step. And as Elizabeth Elliot likes to say, that you learn to do the next thing, um, whatever's in front of you. Um, if dishes need to be done, then let's do the dishes. And if we need to mop or vacuum, then let's vacuum and let's do the next thing so that we develop the habit again, even in pain and suffering, to do What we normally would do and live life, even though it's a cloud of darkness right now. And when you gain a little bit more strength, then it gives you a little bit more strength to either keep the job that you have through your poor, you know, maybe you're about to lose it because of poor performance or, you know, you just don't want to work anymore. Uh, You just want to stay in bed all day. And as you gain strength, you're learning, no, God, I'm hurting, but I can't stay in bed. You didn't create me to stay in bed with the covers over my head. You, you created me to be a woman after your own heart, and you, you create. And even in your singleness right now, and, and even at your age and your singleness, you can devote yourself entirely to the things of the Lord during this time. But the circumstances have outweighed, uh, and are outweighing, the situations in your life, and uh, are, are the, the the faith that you have. The situations are outweighing the faith that you have, and. And it's time to take the next step even toward the Lord. And just like you're doing right now, you're doing it exactly right now. You're calling and asking for help. And the Lord is using some of my words to encourage you and to point you back in the right direction and to tell you that uh, God is a strength, he is a comfort. I I wrote to somebody today, uh, I, I said, believe what I'm saying, not just because the Bible says, even though that's enough, but believe it because the Bible says it and I've personally experienced it. And I know the comfort of the Lord. And I know it's what it's like to function in pain. And the more and more you look around, the more and more you open your eyes, uh, the more and more you're going to see that you're surrounded by hurting people. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone. So let's talk to about two things before we hang up and before I pray and hang up with your job, is it possible for you to make an appointment with your boss and just talk about on a higher level, you know, you don't have to talk about all your personal stuff, but is it possible, you know, is it your performance that's been lagging lately and now you're, you're not working as hard as before, or is it just a layoff situation? Is there, is there any way you can talk to your boss and explain a little bit of what's going on in your life?
2: Um,
3: yeah yeah i think
0: so because I, I it might be embarrassing to you uh but don't let it be i was a i was a boss uh I was a manager and a director for many years in the corporate world and now I have the privilege of overseeing people here as well and uh in the church and you know somebody comes to me and talks to me about their personal issues i mean i'm gonna cut them some slack um i 'm gonna do my best to make an environment for them. I mean there's still a part where you have to do your job, but there's also still a part where I can have a little empathy on you and try to help you succeed even more than I normally do but it, it could just be that your boss needs to know you're going through a difficult time and it's not just you're not just slacking off you're going through a difficult time and you can just kind of be like you know Nehemiah when he went to his boss and he was so uh fearful to do that because he could you know, in his case, he could die. In your case, you could lose your job. You know, oh, I don't want to talk to him because if he knows how bad it is, he'll find me on the spot. I, that's a real fear. Uh, we don't know what your boss is going to do, but that's a real fear. Even Nehemiah could could have felt that when he had to go to the king and say, I need to go back to Jerusalem. I need to take a leave of absence. And not only do I need a leave of absence, but I need you to help me. And, and, and he, right before he went into his boss, uh, he did a little quick prayer. I actually was praying, right? It was a quick prayer in, in the presence of the king. And, the, and, the, and he threw himself on the mercy of God and the king was gracious mm. and your boss can be gracious too and the king wasn't a believer uh, the king was just an unbelieving king you know he just and and God showed mercy to nehemiah the other thing I wanted to ask you is have you attended a grief share class yet? Really. Have you ever heard of Grief Share?
2: Mm,
0: no. no. Uh, grief Share is a tremendous ministry that is done primarily in churches. Uh, and it is, a, it, it is a, I think it's a 14-week or a 12-week class where you can come together with others that are grieving and, and gain, the, gain some practical tools uh, on how to handle grief. And it's very, very helpful. Uh, what city do you live in? Um, I live in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay, so I'm going to put in Baltimore right now. I'm on their website. It's griefshare.org. Mm-hmm. And I'm putting in Baltimore, and it says to find a group, and so I'll just read to you some of them. Um, oh. There's one at Parkville Baptist Church in Parkville. There's one at Holy Cross Lutheran oh. Church in Towson. Um and if you have internet access, you can look these up as well. There's one in Middle River. There's one in Pasadena. Does any of these towns sound familiar? Yeah, yeah,
3: they do. I know awesome.
0: Yeah, and so there, there's help right in your back door to kind of help get you through this horrific grief. It's just overwhelming. And you might even feel like there's no way out, and there is a way out. Uh, the class isn't going to be a, it's not going to solve everything, but it's going to get you on the right track and it's going to tell you that what you're feeling right now is normal and you're not weird and you're not <laughs> awkward and not odd um you're you're loved by god he knows what it's like to lose himself as he lost his own son and it, it's a it's it's a very practical and and i suggest you do it with a church um with a church cuz not it's not just churches that do it but most of these listed they're mostly churches and you know you got one starting up in um, April, you got one starting up. In um, oh. they're all ongoing, so there's a lot of opportunity. Okay. It's Thank griefshare.org. Okay. And you could just put Baltimore in there, and or one of the suburbs, and and they'll give you the connection and everything, and all the contact information, uh, and you could call them and get involved. You can also sign up for a daily devotional. Uh, from Grief Share that just sends you an encouraging article every morning on the topic of grief. And as you start, you, you, have, a, you have a lot of things going on in your life right now and they're yeah. overwhelming you. Yeah. But as you begin to handle one at a time, just one little thing at a time and you find that God's ministering to you there ministering to you there, some of the clouds will be lifted, some of the burdens will be lifted. I mean, let, let's be real here. Um, we're not going to be perfected until we're in the presence of God. And nah. like Jacob, we're going to limp into heaven. You know, we've those that are grieving right now. If if it, it, most people are going to experience grief, very few people don't have to, but most people are going to experience grief on deep level. Um, we're it's it's it brings great pain and sorrow into a person's life, and it just makes us cry out more for the coming of the Lord, that we might be yeah. in heaven with our loved ones, and we might be in the presence of the Lord and. And, you know, with all your conflicting emotions, you're, sometimes you're sad, sometimes you feel guilty, sometimes you feel like nobody understands, you feel, I mean, all of that is going to be taken away when we're in the presence of the Lord. And even a lot of that will be tempered and healed, and healed. You know, you think about Jacob when he was wrestling with God. Remember, it touches his, the, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord touched his hip, and and he limped, you know, forever. But over time, the pain wasn't as bad as the beginning. But he still limped, you know. He still had a, an injury. And, and yet, when we're in the presence of the Lord, he's going to bring full healing. And I just think that's what you need to hear today. I, I know you didn't get a tremendous amount of solutions, but I don't have a tremendous amount of solutions. I just right. have a Savior that I want to put you on the pathway to find because he's the one... Jesus Christ is the one that took your sin and mine. He's the one that took our burdens. He's the one that says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, learn of me. Learn of me and I'll give you rest for your soul. And that's what you're looking for. And that's what our Savior has for you.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Let me pray for you. Let me pray. God. I pray for my sister and anyone listening in that has a similar testimony. Just asking for you to do a work that I don't know how you want to bring healing into her life and I don't know how it's going to come and I don't know how fast it's going to come and I don't know what extenuating circumstances. She just shared a little bit of her life but there's maybe probably more. And so I just pray for her. I pray you'd encourage her. I pray you'd strengthen her. I pray that and I ask God that you would enable her to make the phone call to a church about grief share in her community. Who knows? It might even be in her own church if she looks through that list and that she would have the courage to attend uh, and not have any expectations. And if she just sits through the whole class crying, then so be it. That's okay. It's okay to cry and it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be discouraged. Uh, and even fear and anxiety, Lord, are just signs that we're not trusting you. So would you help us to trust you, Lord? Would you help my sister to be confident in you? Would you bring back faith in her life, like your word says, that your word gives us life, in our, especially in our affliction? And that one day, in a couple weeks, couple months, we'll, we'll have a, fo- a phone call again uh, of just how much how Laura has made progress sharing her testimony of what you've done and continue to do in her life. In Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you so much.
0: Please do call us in a couple weeks or so, and just give us an update and and let 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 the audience you know that's listening on our stations let let's let's see what the Lord's doing. You're a living example of the presence of God.
3: So are you. Thank you so much.
0: God bless you, sister.
2: You too. Thank you.
0: Bye bye. Oh, wow. We're coming up on the end of the show, but I'm going to grab line one, uh, if you could pick that up for me. Michelle's calling from New Jersey. A lot of East Coast calls today. That's awesome. Uh, Michelle, welcome to the program.
2: uh, Hey, Michelle, I think uh, we're having a
0: problem with your cell phone. And
4: everyone else that's on um, having to uh, deal with a a loss of a child, um, and just for the Lord to give them peace and a comfort.
0: Yes, yes.
4: Uh, and I'd ha- I have a testimony to share with you. Um, I am uh, right now a cancer patient, and I've been okay. dealing with breast cancer for about eight, nine months. Okay. Uh, originally, I found it like out of the clear blue. God put a person in place to actually find it. I was already at stage 3A. I had it for five years, never knew. So, of course, I got really scared at the beginning, and um, I have small children, grandchildren. And um, then all of a sudden, I just prayed to the Lord, and I have to say, He's made me a walking testimony uh, because I went to chemo. I'm on radiation now, and I never got sick from any of the chemo, never got any, didn't lose my hair, didn't lose Mm -hmm. any weight uh... doing the radiation have no fatigue no upsetness. i got two more weeks left so i just wanna yes. you know give god you know his glory for pulling me through this and making me so strong and took all fear away from this and i know that he healed me from the minute we found out and uh... Um, i want to give him you know glory and honor for that and share with other yes. people that you really just give it to god he he will be able to carry us through. And it don't matter how dark it looks or how bad, but God could fix anything, anything. Just prayer. Everyone's just got to keep a strong faith. But at the same time, I have an issue with my life right okay, now. well, um, we're almost,
0: I just want to let I'm, you know we're almost out of time. So let's. Um, if you could just
4: pray for me, my family, for guidance, that. for me okay. and my children, and in my personal life, for the Lord to take control and to give me the knowledge okay. I need to move forward, whatever His plan is in my life, for me to be able to follow it.
0: Okay, let's do that. God, I pray for my sister. We we are uh, grateful for the... We're, we're extremely grateful for the testimony in cancer, and I'm uh, just so grateful for the, the wonderful work that you're doing, and... Um, how it wasn't as bad as was expected and and yet at the same time um, with the joy there's difficulty and i pray that you would minister to my sister and her family in the difficulties and the personal difficulties and the things that are going on and and the hardships she's experiencing and uh, encourage her lord strengthen her fill her with your holy spirit and give her wisdom on what that might look like and what you want to accomplish and how you want to accomplish and strengthen her, Lord, in all that you have. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Thank you, Pastor.
0: Okay, call us back in a few weeks and let's see how it's going.
4: Okay, thank you. Thank you. God bless. All right,
0: bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number to call tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we're, we'll be back, uh, Lord willing. Pastor Eric. Uh, If he's scheduled, I I didn't look at the schedule recently, but we will have a pastor filling in on Friday. Uh, If it's Eric in his regular role or it's another brother, we will have someone. Thank you guys on the East Coast. You filled the show today. Um, It looks like Jason Vandeveer from Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado will be uh, uh, hosting tomorrow. So that's awesome. And uh, may the Lord bless you and encourage you. And remember on the East Coast, you guys are listening one week delayed. Uh, Here in Colorado, you guys are calling in and you're getting it live, Uh, but if you're listening to this in in the East Coast, it is one week later, Uh, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't call in. If you are listening to the show, call in during the show. You will talk to the host, the pastor host live, but you won't hear it on the radio on the East Coast there in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Maryland, uh, New Jersey until a week later. But you guys here in Grace FM, you hear it live, and if you don't have a church home, I invite you to Calvary Aurora this weekend. Uh, If you're here in the Denver metro area, we're on the east side of town. Uh, We're starting a brand new series uh, this weekend. We're studying the Gospel of John, but we're pausing. Uh, We're starting a series entitled, What is Calvary Chapel Aurora? And I wanna lay a foundation biblically on who we are and why we do what we do biblically. A little bit of my testimony, you know, when I was saved, where I was saved, a little bit of, the fam- a little bit of history from the family of churches that we're a part of, um, and, and then we'll go through some biblical principles of why we do what we do, what makes us, and, and, and I'm, I'm very eager to do it. It's great. I've done it before a few years ago, so it's time to refresh it, but, you know, it's, the, the biblical principles are not unique to us. Uh, many churches hold to these principles um, but we I wanted to lay them out uh, for us and our local church family and it'll air on Abounding Grace those stations that, that carry Abounding Grace, it'll be on Abounding Grace soon enough uh, and and just to encourage you and bless you so come on out, Saturday night 6pm Sunday 845 1045 calvaryaurora.org calvaryaurora.org God bless you guys, have a great evening in the Lord, may He encourage you with His love and His Word. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.